This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The fight against transgender hormone therapy and surgeries for minors here in Alabama has now led the U.S. Department of Justice to make some extraordinary moves. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has been heavily involved in defending the Vulnerable Child Protection Act, which became law here in the state in 2022. Marshall has defended this law ever since plaintiffs challenged it in a lawsuit shortly after it became law. He even took the case all the way to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. The DOJ decided to join with the plaintiffs in challenging this law, and as a result of that, Marshall sought to gain discovery on U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine. Now, Rachel Levine is actually a biological man who has gone through some type of transgender activity and now can considers himself to be a woman. Marshall sought to find out how much Levine has played a part within the DOJ and helping the plaintiffs within this case. However, the DOJ recently blocked Marshall from gaining access to Levine, saying that Levine is just a researcher. A state law that's designed to cut down on organized crime and gang activity is now in effect here in Alabama. The bill was passed this year by the state legislature to help Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall have better ways of breaking up and stopping gang violence. Those who engage in criminal enterprise with three or more people along with other gang activity markers, will face stricter consequences if they're found guilty of a crime that benefits a gang. The CEO of the Retirement Systems of Alabama is coming out against education savings accounts as well as school choice that would involve ESAs for parents and families. David Bronner is at odds with what Governor Ivey recently promoted when she said that for 2024, she will make school choice and ESAs a priority. ESAs are accounts that are created for a student in which the state allotted money for their education will move to whatever school the parents choose to enroll their child into. Bronner claims that creating ESAs will cause the state education fund to lose $1 billion a year. Bronner is urging state lawmakers to not develop ESAs or to implement them, calling it an extreme version of school choice. A youth residential facility in Tuskegee is facing a lawsuit regarding treatment of a teen within their care. The lawsuit was filed against Brighter Path Tuskegee in the Macon County Circuit Court. Birmingham attorney Tommy James is representing a 16-year-old teen and says that it's a systemic problem within the facility that the teen was subjected to physical, verbal, and emotional abuse by staff and residents. The court-appointed guardian had to file for an emergency hearing on the case in order to try and get that teen removed from Brighter Path. There are several other lawsuits still pending against the Brighter Path parent company, which is called Sequel Youth and Family Services. Sequel is a privately owned corporation based out of Delaware, with the Alabama headquarters in Huntsville. An increase in gas prices is about to occur here in Alabama in accordance with the Rebuild Alabama Act that was passed in 2019. This coming October 1st, the tax on each gallon of gasoline will go up from 29 cents per gallon to 30 cents. This increase in tax will continue to fund the state and the Alabama Department of Transportation. It also includes diesel. 67% of the tax revenue that's generated for the state will go to ALDOT and their roadway projects, 25% to counties for theirs, and 8% to municipalities. 
Singer-songwriter and famous beach bum Jimmy Buffett has died at the age of 76. Buffett's family says that he died surrounded by family, friends, music, and his dogs. However, they did not detail the cause of his death or the reasons for his recent hospitalization and health issues. That whole issue came to public light when Buffett had to reschedule concerts this past May. Battleship Memorial Park out of Mobile has now made it known that last year Buffett donated two aircraft to their museum, but then asked that the gift remain anonymous. The Battleship Memorial Park has now put up a tribute to Buffett at those aircraft displays. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, over the weekend, Joe and Jill Biden stopped their vacationing in Delaware to head to Live Oak, Florida, to survey the damage from Hurricane Idalia. Biden spoke to about 20 people who were gathered around a damaged structure. Biden was asked by a reporter why he was so quick to get to Florida, but has not yet gone to East Palestine, Ohio, following a massive train derailment and toxic chemical spill in that community that started in the early parts of 2023. You said in March that you would go to East Palestine, Ohio. You came here. How come you haven't gone to East Palestine yet? Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on here, and I just haven't been able to break. I was thinking whether I'd go to East Palestine this week, but I then was reminded I've got to go literally around the world. I'm going from uh, from Washington to India to Vietnam to, and so I, it's going to be a while. But uh, we're making sure that East Palestine has what they need materially in order to deal with their problems. We're now finding out that Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID-19. The testing apparently came after she went to Florida and met with dozens of people on the ground there. Jill Biden will remain at the Biden-Delaware home rather than return to the White House this week. So far, Joe Biden has tested negative. Numbers from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics are painting an unusual picture when it comes to who is working and who is not working here in the U.S. The data shows that 1.2 million U.S.-born workers lost their jobs between July and August, while 700,000 foreign-born workers acquired jobs here in the U.S. The open border policies of the coming from the Biden administration have certainly increased the number of foreign-born workers that are here in the U.S. At the start of 2023, that number was at 28 million, and by April, had gone up to 29 million, and now this past August, the number of foreign-born workers is at 30 million. This past July and August saw the biggest drop in jobs for U.S. citizens ever since the COVID-19 lockdowns occurred in 2020, around April and May, causing a huge drop in employment and jobs then. Acting U.S. Labor Secretary Julie Su did not address the dramatic drop in jobs for U.S. citizens compared to foreign workers. She only called the overall numbers a sign of continued stable growth. An independent journalist is now on the ground and reporting in Maui, Hawaii. Nick Sorter has contributed to other media outlets like Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN in the past, and he's now posting on social media of what he's observing on the ground in Lahaina when it comes to the federal government response to the devastating fires. Sorter is now saying on Twitter that the area is becoming increasingly fortified with military checkpoints put in place, and as a result, many of the residents are not able to return to work and are at risk of bankruptcy. He says it's almost impossible for residents to get federal aid to the situation and that some are even being arrested for trying to get back to their properties. The numbers of those who are still listed as missing keeps changing and fluctuating. 
Sorter posted a picture of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy as he was on the ground in Hawaii this past weekend to survey the damage. Sorter called on McCarthy to get serious about helping the residents there rather than use Maui as a photo op, as he suggests that Joe Biden did. When it comes to social media, Twitter in particular, the owner of that platform, Elon Musk, is indicating that a lawsuit is quickly forthcoming against the Anti-Defamation League, known as the ADL. Musk claims that they are causing revenue loss for Twitter by approaching advertisers and claiming that Twitter is anti-Semitic. Musk says he believes the ADL is responsible for over 10% or more of value destruction through their false accusations against Twitter, both in the U.S. and in Europe. He says that amounts to about $4 billion. Musk is detailing out the ADL operations, saying that they are making false accusations, which is then causing advertisers to pause on investing ad money into the social media company. And then the ADL is approaching Twitter, asking them to shadow ban certain accounts that they don't agree with before they'll go back to the advertisers to give the green light on investing. A peer-reviewed study out of Peru shows that ivermectin that was used for COVID-19 patients saw a 74% decrease in fatalities from the virus. The study started when the Peruvian government approved the use of ivermectin during the COVID-19 outbreak. Peru broke ranks with other countries in South America in that they promoted ivermectin over the mRNA COVID vaccine. The findings were then published this past August in the Curious Journal of Medical Science. It was conducted in 10 Peruvian states over the course of 30 days at the height of COVID-19 cases. The study concluded that when ivermectin was freely available in that country, the number of excess deaths were reduced by a factor of 14. And when it comes to the N95 surgical masks that were considered to be the most effective in fighting against against the COVID-19 infection, the National Institute of Health just posted a study that they say they don't necessarily endorse, but they are going to post, which shows the user of these masks are exposing themselves to toxic, volatile, organic compounds, which are referred to as TVOCs. The study was conducted by South Korean researchers using 14 different masks, including the disposable medical-grade N95s as well as the common cotton reusable masks. The studies found that the TVOCs in the N95s were eight times the recommended safe levels and that breathing the TVOCs caused a person to have headaches, nausea, and even long-term organ damage. The study can be found published in the Journal of Exotoxicology and Environmental Safety. This is also an interesting side note coming out of the World Health Organization when it comes to South Korea. That country had a 99% mass compliance at the height of COVID, and yet 33 million people still contracted COVID-19 out of a total population of 51 million, which is 61%. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 